This spring, if you'd rather spend time enjoying your lawn instead of trying to keep it alive, there's good news. True Green is the easiest and most affordable way to get a beautiful lawn. All you have to do is water and mow, and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and even some things you might not even think of. They'll do all of it, while you can do literally anything else. With True Green, you could have your lawn looking as good as a putting green. That's not hyperbole. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour. True Green offers a satisfaction guarantee, and they have a verified best price promise, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people guaranteed. Best catch ever. He used to play high school football. Good catch. I trained all my life for it. Plus, all together now. There's a family trapped inside with a toddler. Then, how to have a safe Labor Day barbecue gathering straight from a top doctor. Doing it in the safest way possible really is the goal. What we can learn from this doctor's plans for a family party. We also have two other stations for the two other households. Plus, do Zoom meetings reveal too much personal information about you? I see personal information all the time. How family photos can expose you to scam artists. To try and kind of break in, to snoop on. And tossing a baby into the pool to teach survival skills. Was she doing the right thing? You're getting death threats. Then, how to keep your sanity when you are the teacher. My third grader tends to sit here and do all his work. Plus, assistant principal, the musical. I don't know, I don't know. Now, Inside Edition with Deborah Norville. Hello, everybody, and thank you for joining us. Hope you're having a great Labor Day holiday. We begin today with the catch of a lifetime. A man heard cries for help down the street and ran there just in time to catch a three-year-old boy being thrown from a burning building. Well, it turns out the hero is a former college football player. He spoke with our Ann McCogliano. It's a heart-stopping rescue as a hero catches a toddler thrown from a burning apartment. Good catch. The nightmare started on a third-floor balcony. Philip Blanks was visiting a friend at the apartment complex in Phoenix when he heard a commotion. I ran outside barefoot, ran down three flights of steps, and when I got to the bottom of the steps, I assessed the situation. I looked to my right, seeing the fire was um, engulfed the building. You can see Blanks in the red shirt running up to the blazing building where he made the catch of his life. Turns out he was the right guy for the job. Blanks is a retired U.S. Marine, and get this, he was also a wide receiver on his high school and college football teams. How did your football skills prepare you that day to save that boy's life? Quick feet, hands, uh, just having tunnel vision. The three-year-old boy landed safely in Blanks' arms after being tossed down by his terrified mom. When I looked at him, he looked at me, we just had this, we had like a connection, it was crazy. The boy's eight-year-old sister was saved by another man. She and her little brother were treated at a local hospital. Sadly, their mom lost her life in the fire. She had the courage to save her kids while on fire. So sad, really an amazing catch. Now an amazing example of teamwork at its best. Adrenaline, along with a lot of selflessness, helped a group of neighbors rescue a family that was trapped when their SUV flipped over. Now that's teamwork. These neighbors in Chicago band together to flip an overturned SUV. 
The rescuers rush to help when they realize that a mom, a dad, and their four-year-old daughter are trapped inside. Finally, success. They flip the SUV right side up. The nightmare started when police say the SUV was broadsided at an intersection by a van running a red light. Fortunately, these good Samaritans jumped into action to save the day. Police say the van that hit the SUV fled the scene. Incredibly, the family was not seriously injured. Labor Day weekend is traditionally a time to host a barbecue. But this year, that backyard family get-together will have to be scaled back thanks to COVID-19. And if you are having some people over, a very few people, Les Trent has some tips on how to stay safe. It wouldn't be Labor Day without a backyard cookout. But is it safe? For some practical advice, we turn to ER doctor Eric Troypena, who's hosting his own gathering. Is it riskier than have not having a party at all? Of course, but um, there's this balance between, you know, the kids want to see their grandparents, people want to be social, so doing it in the safest way possible really is the goal. Dr. Pena's number one tip, keep it small and stay outdoors. We're really making sure that 99% of the activity happens outdoors in open air because that, as we know, really reduces our risk of exposure. Every family invited to the gathering should have its own seating area, six feet away from other guests. There'll be a station over here for my parents and then a station over here for my brother and his wife. When it comes to the food, limit the number of people touching or gathering around the dishes. Everything we have is is either individually wrapped or is going to have less kind of communal touching. So no big dip in the middle of the table for everybody to touch. No gathering point for the food. After sanitizing his hands, Dr. Pena will do all the cooking and serving. Hand it off to you to me, so that we're limiting the number of people that are touching. Then I come over here and I get a little ketchup and a little mustard. And I'm going to go to my designated area. You guys have chosen not to have other children over, but some folks will. What do you advise in terms of playing? Don't start inviting all the neighborhood kids over to play. Keep the games um, as socially distant as possible. And if a guest has to use the restroom. They're putting a mask on before they come in the house. They're coming up into the bathroom. In the bathroom, it would be a good idea to make sure that you have some individual napkins or, or washcloths. Always clean high touch points after with a disinfectant wipe. So have a safe and great Labor Day. Just be smart about it. Mm. Keep it safe, folks. Has using Zoom during the pandemic possibly put your security at risk? Privacy experts are concerned that some people are inadvertently sharing personal information through items easily seen on the screen. However, there are some things you can do to stay safe. This Zoom reunion of the cast from The Office may seem like an innocent way to bring some much-needed cheer, but video conference calls like this are actually the perfect hunting ground for scam artists. What we are revealing in these Zoom calls is potentially very dangerous. Cybersecurity expert Teresa Payton says we aren't doing enough to protect our sensitive personal information as we work and socialize from our homes. For instance, in this CNN interview, the mayor of Atlanta may reveal more than she's comfortable with. A medical Q&A with Dr. Anthony Fauci shows he's a fan of baseball and Ohio State. What are we revealing in all of these video calls that we're doing? All of these things are just little clues that they can use, not just physically, but digitally to try and kind of break in, to spy, to snoop on you. All I need to do is grab a screenshot of your video and just blow it up real quickly 
free software, a few minutes, and I can actually get high resolution of all the information sitting right behind you. So what should you be looking out for? A lot of times people have their packages stacked up behind them and all it takes is zooming in on the photograph to figure out somebody's home address. Even a bouquet of flowers can cause you problems. Flowers, flowers must be safe. Flowers are not safe. What I've actually seen with flowers in the background, especially if it was a delivery, is the note is often sitting in the delivery. And so it tells things like, congratulations on the new baby and who you're associated with that sent you the flowers. Again, the, the address and the name of the flower shop. So you're giving away your geography. There are steps you can take so you don't become a criminal's next target. Sit in front of a blank wall or curtains or use a virtual background offered by Zoom. Solid tips to protect your personal information while video chatting with friends and colleagues. Zoom says they have 300 million meeting participants every day. One mother who posted video of her child's swim lesson says she ended up getting death threats. It's the way the child gets into the pool that has so many people upset. This instructor tosses an eight-month-old baby right into the pool. A few seconds later, he surfaces and uses all his instincts to stay afloat. Onlookers cheer, but social media is aghast. All fun and games till he doesn't float back up. And little man's not swimming, he's fighting for his life. The boy's three-year-old brother is also thrown into the pool head first. Seconds later, he pops up. Yeah. Mom Krista Meyer posted the videos because she wants to show how her sons, Oliver and Jace, were learning how to float in case they ever fall into a pool. Now she's getting death threats after the videos went viral. You're getting death threats. I push all of those aside. People are just ignorant. Krista says what most people don't know is that both sons had months of swimming lessons before they were thrown into the pool. In this lesson, the instructor holds baby Oliver in the water, then flips him into a backwards somersault. Weren't you frightened to see him tossed in like that? Would he raise up? Would he be okay? I trust in the instructors. They don't keep them underwater for long. They don't try to get them to figure it out. They have like, I think three to four seconds before they intervene. The swim school tells us that this is a well thought out program appropriate for the child's age. The purpose is to ensure that a child who falls into the water will survive. Still, the method is controversial. Matt Harrigan, founder of Swimming LA Swim School, says he's against throwing any baby into the water. From the video, what I could see is that, you know, the baby has arms kind of like this, almost like, it looks like it's in distress and scared. This instructor and dad of two has a different approach to teaching children how to swim. It's not about rushing to the finish line and trying to get the child as proficient as possible. It's about slowly building and developing a love for the water. I'm doing what I feel is best for my kids. I've done my own research. Traditional swimming lessons sometimes start when babies are around six months old. It is Labor Day today, and in many parts of the country, schools are open this week. But for many, it is adapting to virtual learning that continues. Our Megan Alexander is one parent who has been juggling work and getting the kids to pay attention in class. Millions of parents have had to turn into school teachers overnight. I'm one of them. So that would be... The dining room in our home is now a classroom. Mama, I'm Good job, buddy. My husband Brian and I are home with our three kids. Chase is eight, 
catcher is four, my baby girl Capri is six months old, so no school yet for her. So, Chase, you have your Zoom call today? We're trying to keep a regular schedule and even dress as if we're heading to school at Franklin Road Academy in Nashville, where we live. The boys like wearing their uniforms. Everybody's wearing blue today. The commute from breakfast to school takes, oh, about 10 seconds. When the boys started remote learning, we knew we needed a central area where we could all gather. So my third grader tends to sit here and do all his work. We actually brought in this desk to have another area for the boys to work. It's good because there's lots of light. I can keep an eye on the baby right around the corner. The kitchen's nearby if anyone needs a snack. Like so many families across the country, we have repurposed our home in the age of the coronavirus. Every day they connect with their teachers remotely. Good morning, Chase. Good morning, Ms. Asmore. It's great to see you this morning. When Chase has questions, he checks in with his teacher, Mrs. Sizemore, or with one of us. Good job. Catcher's teacher, Mrs. Hager, has an interactive way of teaching the alphabet. A, F, B, 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 B. It's not always easy keeping everyone focused. Catch, where are you going, bud? Okay, quick glass of water. Quick glass of water, sorry. As parents are finding out, you just make it work. Listen to Drew Barrymore on the Today Show. And then school started. And it all went out the window. You see people on social media making lists, and you're like, I don't want to make lists. It's never going to work that yes, way. I know. And you find your way. We're resilient. It's a new normal for everyone, but hopefully one that brings families closer than ever. Brad, this really turned out fun. And this assistant principal from one elementary school in North Carolina has gone wildly viral because of his parody from Let It Go from Frozen. He has renamed it I Don't Know, as in I don't know when school will get back to normal. I don't know, I don't know, when will we open the door? Pretty cool. We'll be back right after this. Next, RVs. They're growing in popularity during the pandemic. But are rookie drivers putting their lives at risk because they don't know how to handle these giant vehicles? And emergency. Oh, great. So I just got bit by Copperhead. The race to get to the anti-venom before it's too late. Hey, Siri, call 911. Inside Edition with Deborah Norville. We'll be right back. Sales of RVs have been through the roof since the pandemic began, with 80 to 90 percent of the buyers being first-time buyers. This Labor Day, many folks will be taking to the road, but driving an RV is not like driving a car. And as Lisa Guerrero reports, some people are learning that the hard way. RVs have become the trendy way to vacation during the pandemic. But with more RVs on the roads, more inexperienced drivers are putting the wreck in recreational vehicle. I think there's definitely a learning curve. Gina Anon recently bought a 31-foot RV to drive from Massachusetts to Arizona with her husband and two children to visit family. I started to turn and I didn't cut wide enough. And all of a sudden I heard the loudest bang and we hit that big pole that's supposed to protect vehicles from hitting the building. (laughs) Watch out for that tree. Daniel and Julie Homerich say they ended up destroying her mom's front yard as they learned how to maneuver their new house on wheels. 
over the course of our time in learning how to back in the RV, we did so much damage in her yard that she essentially had to relandscape her entire yard. So just how difficult is it to drive one of these giant RVs? Gary Lewis, the owner of RV Basic Training, recommends taking at least nine hours of lessons before hitting the road in an RV. Wow, it feels like I'm uh, driving a big boat. Well, the very first thing that we want to show the new driver is to give them an understanding of the size of the wheelbase. We need to make sure the mirrors are set so that you can see all along the side, at least 12 feet out, and behind you want to be able to see 200 feet. I can see why new drivers should definitely take a lesson first, because this is not like jumping behind the wheel of a car. How am I doing, Gary? You're doing good. That wasn't bad. That was good. Yeah. See how easy it is when you understand the basics? Oh, lessons are a good thing. Stay safe out there, folks. We'll be back. Still to come, emergency. Oh, great. So I just got bit by Copperhead. The race to get to the anti-venom before it's too late. Hey, Siri, call 911. The man you're about to meet is definitely someone you want around in an emergency. He was bitten by a poisonous snake, but he kept his cool and even got on his bike to go get help. This guy is Mr. Cool, even after he's attacked by a venomous snake. Oh, great. So I just got bit. Marshall Mosher was mountain biking on Atlanta's Soap Creek Trail when he got bitten. I was just sort of shocked that that was a snake. Does he panic like most of us would? Nope. Instead, Marshall goes after the snake to identify it. He rattles the log the reptile is hiding under. Oh, is that? Oh, God. There he is. One of the first things that we're supposed to do is, is identify what the snake is. If you get bit by a venomous snake, you need to know what the type is to get the antivenom. The cyclist realizes it's a copperhead, though rare, its bite can kill. Hey, Siri, call 911. He enlists Siri, the iPhone's virtual assistant, to find the closest hospital with antivenom. Hey, my name is Marshall. I got bit by a copperhead. Okay, thanks sure so much. Yeah, 100% sure. I got pictures. All this time, he remains calm. I'm trying to keep my heart rate down. Good thing I got this e-bike. He even cracks a joke to his friend. I think we have time to do like one more loop before I pass out. <laughs> After 30 minutes, there's no inflammation and no pain. <laughs> no spelling. I'm probably fine. Hopefully. He determines it's a dry bite. The snake bit him, but did not inject venom. It takes a lot of resources for that snake to make that venom, and it doesn't want to waste it if it doesn't have to. And so it's more of a warning bite than anything. Oh, is that? Oh, God. There he is. Ooh, let's hear it for dry bites. When we come back, the bride's late grandmother, who has a big impact at her wedding. Finally today, there wasn't a dry eye at the wedding when this happened. For their first dance, the groom has a big surprise for his bride. There's a better song. And it's uh, sung by someone who would have loved to be here today. It's a recording of the bride Chelsea's late grandmother singing Somewhere Over the Rainbow, recorded way back in 1947. 
Kelsey's grandmother made the home recording when she was just 14 years old. I felt like she was there with us. It was amazing. <laughs> but yeah, complete shock. Our first dance wasn't even a, as much a dance. Yeah. Uh, we kind of just turned it into a really long rocking hug. Chelsea says now seemed like the right time to share it with the world. I had a lot of comments from uh, brides that were in the middle of having to completely rethink their wedding because of COVID. And so um, a lot of them were like, I needed this right now. You have no idea how much I appreciated it. Really sweet. Chelsea also had a locket with her grandmother's picture in her bouquet. That's Inside Edition. Have a wonderful holiday. Stay safe. We'll see you tomorrow. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to Inside Edition ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today. Or you can listen ad-free with Wondery Plus in Apple Podcasts. Before you go, tell us about yourself by completing a short survey at Wondery.com survey. Look around. You can find cars like these on AutoTrader. New cars, used cars, electric cars, maybe even flying cars. Okay, no flying cars, but as soon as they get invented, they'll be on AutoTrader. Just you wait. AutoTrader. A story of betrayal you would struggle to believe if it wasn't true. Listen to Blood is Thicker, the Hargan family killings, wherever you get your podcasts.